0: For what? Hi, Ashley. Hi, Jay. How are you?
1: Yeah, I can't complain. My beard's coming in pretty well.
0: It totally is. you <laughs> rocking it. Yeah.
1: Um, what would you like to talk about?
0: Ah, uh, well, I saw my parents over winter time. Yeah. And and it was um, it was really it was kind of frustrating. I mean, there were. There was a moment I'll get to later that gave me some hope, but it was overall kind of just a really frustrating experience with them. I mean, one difference is that, as compared to Thanksgiving, where there were, like, aunts and uncles and cousins who were all very supportive, this time around, there was uh, me, my brother, and my parents. And to his credit, my brother has been really supportive. He's gets my name and pronouns right all the time, which is awesome. Uh, but at the same time, there wasn't... There's many other people chiming in with that kind of stuff.
1: So, so your parents still have the same policy that they did a month ago?
0: That we're going to fuck up your name and pronounce whenever we can?
1: Yeah. Although they wouldn't phrase it that way, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That, I mean, They they phrase it along the lines of you have to look at it from our point of view.
0: Oddly enough, they have been using calling me Snooks Books or Snooks more often. In fact, almost all the time now. Um, I think it was only two or three times the whole trip when they called me by my birth name. Okay.
1: What what percentage of name calling would you say that is?
0: Five percent, maybe. Which I mean says something, but at the same time, they're not calling me Ashley either. Hmm. Which yeah. is kind of frustrating.
1: Well, did you expect differently?
0: I can't say that I really expect it differently, now, But at the same time, I've always just kept my hopes up that maybe some newspaper article they read or some TV segment or something will kind of trigger things in their head like, oh, maybe we should give this a try or... What I struggle with is that it seems like, say, 20 years from now, it seems kind of odd that they would still be calling me Snooks and using male pronouns for me Rather than Ashley and so on, but at the same time, I have no idea what could be what could be that tipping point to get them to then understand that kind of thing.
1: you think it's more likely to be some outside influence rather than something that you do?
0: Well, I've done almost everything I can, so I right. can only figure that through process of elimination, maybe it'll be
1: something from outside. Do you think that you should only try a, a certain tactic once?
0: Uh, well, I guess as far as tactics, I guess they're the th- they kind of come in the categories of I could mention things to them or I could offer consequences or whatever for things.
1: Well, for example, you would talk to your father about the hormone wash thing that scientists have been learning about, right? And maybe your dad would dismiss that knowledge? Does that mean that you would never bring up that particular study again because he dismissed it once?
0: No, actually, I mean that's that's a fair point. That's something that I'm actually not certain if I've brought up some of the biology stuff with my dad. Although I know I did bring up the MRI studies and that kind of thing, and maybe it is a good idea to bring that up again because, for all I know, maybe my my parents seem to get awfully defensive whenever we're talking about this. So it seems like their gut reaction is to dismiss things I say. Regardless of their merits, so maybe if I bring it up again, that'll kind of trigger something and then will he'll give it another shot or something like that could be
1: you know this is not the same as marketing, but generally speaking uh McDonald's needs to tell people like thirty times if they have a, a sale of Big Macs for a dollar that people actually notice and and, yeah. and decide to go buy one
0: that's true, but at the same time you're not talking to mcdonald's you're it's it's
1: at best a Distraction distraction, uh, commercials in the background or whatever else. That I'm saying among people that would be receptive to the idea of going to buy a Big Mac for a dollar. Mm.
0: Right, right. They That's would need true. to
1: hear it more than once. Right. Uh, this is for the same reason that it's okay to, to tweet a certain thing every three hours. You're not going to lose any followers because there are different people seeing it every time.
0: Well, you and I may have to agree to disagree about that. Because, hi, Diana, some people are Twitter cleanest. You're
1: (laughs) you're in a very small minority of people that look at every tweet that they they feel obligated to look at. Most people just look at it for a few minutes and then forget about it for a long time.
0: Right. I just, I mean, I'm not totally dismissing the idea of having multiple tweets, but maybe not every three hours. But anyway, yeah. Try it. You won't lose any followers. anyway. Uh, Anyway. When I would talk to my parents, I made a point of correcting whenever they messed up my name or messed up my pronouns. And I what I tried to do, I guess, at first, I sort of acted as if they were other people who might mess up my name or pronouns, which is to say, I would offer a gentle correction and then kind of move on from there. Yeah, but you're doing that a year ago. Right, right. And I think that with my parents, it's just something where I haven't. i Okay, I saw them over Thanksgiving, but I, I don't hang out with them all the time. So I kind of have to rejigger my brain into being more of a jerk when I correct them about mm-hmm. things. So I think maybe it was that the first day when I saw them or so when I was perhaps more uh, more nice about things. But then after that, I did get to be more persistent, I guess you could say, where if mom said, how was the flight? And my dad said, oh, his flight arrived on time. I might say uh, her flight arrived on time. And then what would happen? And that may have been the first day or so. But after that. I kind of moved on to more of a, you no, know, her flight arrived on time, her flight, just to kind of emphasize it, and whereas before I would try not to really interrupt the flow of conversation, I, as of like the second day, or maybe even the second half of the first day, I was just figuring, let's try to make sure that they hear it, and and that they know I I have a correction to to let them know about. But what was just really odd though is that my parents they would say, Okay. But it was it was the kind of okay an adult might give to a child after a child introduces their imaginary friend. Like, okay mm-hmm. That the kind of thing where it's as if to say, Okay, I'm humoring you now and then so that
1: that really kinda hurt. I think I understand uh, the painful part because, uh, at the very least, we feel obligated to make holidays with the family pleasant in as much as we have the power to do that, right?
0: Sure, or or just guests in general. Like, if I'm a guest in someone's home, I want to be accommodating to—I don't want to be rude to whomever is hosting me, just as a kind of general rule. But in this case, I, I had to say something about all this.
1: I saw you tweeting your end-of-day summaries by uh, counting how many times you heard the right name or the wrong name or mm-hmm. the right pronoun or the wrong pronoun, right. um, and I thought that that was a good opportunity for me to try to needle you a little bit and maybe point out the fact that uh, that day's strategy didn't work and try to use a different one the next day.
0: And I do appreciate that because it's it's something where certainly I I try to think about new strategies and so on, but I mean, you're absolutely right that each day is a new day and I can try new approaches or what have you. I mean, it's almost like some kind of puzzle to solve or or something like that, where I I, I guess I got to keep trying new things until something
1: works. I only heard you really get angry about it once with uh, uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours when we were watching a a movie in your fantastic living room. And somebody said, uh, over at birth name house, and, and you said, Ashley! (laughs) <laughs> um, oh yeah sure sure I don't know if maybe you'd been drinking uh, or you just had a, like a really bad day or something but that did the trick
0: it did do the trick yeah yeah. and I think in that case the the friend who was over who I was correcting was someone who was putting forth a good, a good effort he was really trying but this was kind of not too long after I'd come out to him so he was still trying to get used to things but he was receptive to the idea of, like, of of wanting to call me by the right name, but I just wanted to make sure he was aware. And so, but but with my parents, though, the I see it as, as two problems, one of which is calling me by the right name and one of which is using the right pronouns for me. And I'm starting to think that there might be, I don't know, different reasons why they're not doing each of those. Like with the name one, for instance, it seems maybe that They gave me my birth name and therefore they're hanging on to it for dear life. It also so happens that my first birth name was named after my mom's dad and my uh, middle birth name was named after my dad's dad.
1: Haven't they also said things to you, though, like, you have to understand we've known you as our son for 30 years? Right. Which would it seemed to me to say that you know they're both symptoms of the same problem. They still want to think of you as a man.
0: You, you are correct. They do seem to want to still think of me that way, but I guess that I have to get through to them that that's not the person I am. And it could be argued that that's never the person I was either.
1: Do you think that being uh, out loud angry about it is ever going to be an option you might choose?
0: I take pride in not venting anger or being angry with people outwardly because I think in in some ways it can be counterproductive if if someone is perhaps more so on the defensive by my anger so that's something which I I try not to do as sort of a general rule but at the same time with my parents I I'd like to leave that as a latter option I because I I would like them to understand on a, a cognitive level why they should be calling me Ashley and using right. female pronouns for me. I don't I don't want to yell it into them. Mm-hmm. If I started raising my voice or what have you, they, they might just stop listening altogether.
1: He would rather that they had uh, an expanded knowledge of the world as far as transgender people are concerned rather than just thinking of it as a, a one-off case where, well, this is our daughter and she really wants us to use female pronouns, so I guess we will.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, and besides, my parents—they're—they're they're too stubborn to be bullied into something. Okay, that if I were to raise my voice or be angry, they would just dig in their heels, and it would—it would do nothing.
1: So then, what happened?
0: So interestingly enough, my dad and my mom really stuck with the Snooksburg thing. That they even seemed to be doing that thing where they used my name over and over or in this case my nickname over and over rather than my pronouns that they just they didn't want to uh catch my ire uh well for instance there was a point where we were at in the kitchen and there was a couple we had each had a glass of wine or something and i put my glass down and and i think uh someone asked oh wait whose glass is this one and and my dad says, oh, that one's Snooks's," which, okay. of course, just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's just weird that it would have been so ordinary to say, oh, that one's hers. Yeah. When you start conjugating nicknames or what have you, it, it's just it doesn't seem like a good sign to me. Interestingly enough, though, um, on present giving day, we were opening presents from each other. And the present I got from my brother said to Ashley from Adrian, which was great. And I think there may have been a present from one of my aunts who said to Ashley as well. Mm. All the presents from my parents were labeled to Snooks from mom and dad or what have you. So that's at least that they're not calling me by my birth name, but I have misgivings about a nickname being a full-time name. Does that make any sense? That makes sense to me, sure.
1: It doesn't sound like they've made any progress since Thanksgiving then, because that's they also use your nickname on the place card.
0: Well, no, on, on Thanksgiving when we had the name cards around the table, there was the one place, the one seat that had no name card. Oh,
1: it was, oh, it was empty. Uh, right, okay. right. Hmm. But
0: interestingly enough, as we were opening presents, um, my mom opened one that was for my dad and there was this, this gorgeous cornflower blue purse and uh, I was kind of gushing over it about how pretty it was and the, the gorgeous blue leather and my dad said after a while, oh well maybe we'll get one for you for your birthday which is like amazing!
1: That's really nice I know! It was the last it, time I heard your dad talking about uh, a bag he confused what you called a purse with a messenger bag.
0: Right and I was actually, I was so surprised to hear my dad say that that I I literally did not believe my ears that like an hour later, I had to ask my brother agent, "Did Dad really say that thing about the person?" He was like, "Yeah, I think he did," because I, I, I literally could not believe my ears because it's just, it's like, "Who are you anymore?" What? Mm. So that was actually nice, but it was also totally weird, given yeah, it's that
1: confusing that they mixed signals.
0: Exactly mixed signals that they're totally stubborn on all the rest of the stuff. So at any rate. One of the things we talked about on the last episode after Thanksgiving was, I think you asked me, do your parents realize how much it hurts? And I said, well, maybe they don't. Maybe either they think that it's not a big deal to use the wrong pronouns for me, or they don't realize how much it hurts me. So this visit around, I thought, well, I'm just going to tell them straight up how much it hurts me, because... If if for some reason they're under the misconception that it wasn't a big deal or something, then that could almost make their behavior more understandable. But I want to make sure that they knew that it really it really did
1: hurt. Yeah.
0: So, I thought, well, I'll just ask them again. I mean, not just asking them, but I'll, I'll I'll let them know that it's not okay for you to use male pronouns for me, and that it hurts when you use male pronouns. So, okay. I'd like it if you could. Try to use female pronouns for me. And my mom says, and this is what you alluded to earlier, but can't you see how we feel? We've known you as our son for 30 years. And I just was kind of baffled at that because what do you even say to that?
1: Your knowledge was wrong.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Turns out the Earth revolves around the sun.
0: I mean, even even though I... I really feel that I've always been female and so on. Even if they had the slightly askew viewpoint that I'm now female, that would still be better than okay. what they was thinking about before. Yeah. And which would, either way, would lead to the conclusion of, oh, we should use female pronouns for her.
1: When you started with this, you, you phrased it in two very different ways. One was, I'd like you to use female pronouns for me. The other one was, it's not okay for you to use male pronouns. Which one did you actually say?
0: What I said was, I'd like you to use female pronouns for me. Okay,
1: and this is something that you've said many times in the past, I think.
0: Yes, yeah. After they said that about we've known you as our son for 30 years, I said, um, I feel it really hurts, hurts me deep inside when people use male pronouns for me, and it, it's not okay for you to use male pronouns for me. Okay. And my dad just kind of shrugged it off like, Yeah, we've heard this. And that just really...
1: That's insulting.
0: It it was insulting and it just really, really hurt. Because at that point, I was telling them, this really hurts me. Please don't do this. And they just don't care.
1: Because I'm... Did you stay in the room at that point? I would have had trouble staying in the room.
0: I did stay in the room in part because I realized that my parents, they seem to have limited patience for these conversations, that after a time, they'll just tire of it. And I I knew I had to stick with it as long as I could, because if I tried to, if I walked off and they tried to bring it up later, they'd be like, eh, whatever, we talked about this earlier. So I knew I had to sort of get in as much as I could before they just, like, gave up on it. I guess as a as a person, I mean it really hurt me when my dad said that like, yeah, we've we've heard this before. Because as a as a person, I I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. That if if someone's been a good person and has known and I've known them for years and if they seem to be doing something badly, then I try to ask myself are there other possible reasons they might be doing this other than trying to hurt me? What have you And so what I had been thinking with my parents up until this point was, okay, well, this does hurt me a whole lot, but maybe there's that small chance they don't realize how much it hurts or that they don't realize it's not okay to do this. So when I just straight up told them, it really hurts me when you do this and it's not okay for you to use male pronouns, I was left speechless because I didn't even know what to say at that point. Because to me that's that's saying you are hurting your child by doing this. So please don't do this.
1: And I would think the only reason that they would continue doing it is if they don't believe you.
0: Either they think I'm not really transgender but or they think maybe they're conflating transgender with drag queen again. Maybe they're thinking that gender dysphoria is something that's a mere inconvenience rather than something that's really was was totally mm-hmm. bringing me down and
1: and ruining my life. How do your parents talk to each other when they disagree about something?
0: My parents are my parents are very cordial people and they I I very rarely hear them disagree about anything. But sometimes they may say something like, "Oh, Joan, I may look at it this way or just very gentle sort of here's my point of view about things
1: was that, that that's been true your entire life?
0: I think there's been maybe only once my parents have ever i've ever heard them argue
1: hmm. and where is uh, Adrian when you're having these uncomfortable conversations
0: upstairs watching t v or in the living room or something, so he's kind of out of earshot of all this, and of course, I can imagine that. If I were in his shoes, it would probably be very uncomfortable to listen to all this, to for parents yeah. and daughter to be disagreeing about all this kind of thing.
1: Well, I hate to say it, but uh, I think your next step is to bring a girlfriend home. Well, I I hope it's not as complicated as that. I'm half joking. Yes. But at I any would, rate, I would like to hear about it happening though. Sure, yeah. sure,
0: yeah. Yeah. Definitely
1: from a scientific point of view. Like what what Uh, is gonna get through to these people?
0: What I was thinking at that point was if if I've told them straight up that it hurts me and that they that they seem completely unfazed by that, well I tried to think to myself, okay, how can I illustrate how harmful gender dysphoria is? And so what I said to my mom was I don't think I would be here anymore if I wasn't able to transition.
1: Okay, very subtly alluding to the idea of suicide. Right. Right.
0: And my mom sort of thought for half a second and said, well, okay. Maybe she didn't understand what I was getting at. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe when I said, I don't think I would be here anymore, that she meant like visiting them anymore or something. But I I did go on to say, uh, and I would like to be around, just to kind of call back to that, but she seemed unfazed about that. Hmm. A few moments later, she said, you're making big life changes, and I think your expectations are too high.
1: Your expectations about their behavior? Right. Even though 100% of everybody else you know has complied?
0: Yeah, I didn't want to rub that in their faces, but, <laughs> but what I what I said, I mean, essentially they're setting up a straw man argument about here's, this
1: is so tough to do and we can't do this. You might want to, for our audience, describe what a straw man argument is.
0: Sure, a straw man argument is one in which the person with whom you're disagreeing states your argument in such a way that it's very easy to bat down. Essentially they're uh, twisting your point of view
1: to make it easier for them to refute. And this could be done by somebody unconsciously or just because they don't want to be arguing anymore.
0: Right, right. And so when my mom said that about that she thought my expectations were too high, I mentioned that I can understand that it's a lot to get used to and that it's um, there's certain adjustments and so on. But all I'm asking is for you to try. And I think my mom said, Well, it's just you're I think you're just asking too much. And I reiterated, all I'm asking is for you to try. That even if maybe once Adrian and I have gone home after the trip and it's just you and Dad around the house, you could just try using a female pronoun just to get the feel for it. Like I liked seeing her while she was on the while she was here for those few days or what have you because it seems like just they're they're not even trying at all on the pronouns and all that's really all I'm asking that sure I would expect that eventually they would use female pronouns all the time and get them right all the time but for starters if they were just trying and if they got them right some of the time that would still be a huge improvement over what they have now which is none of the time and she said no Yeah, and my mom just said, well, as if, like, I I dispute your argument and whatever. But I think my dad said something like, you keep bringing this up with us, but we have our point of view and you have your point of view. And I'm thinking, intolerance is not a point of view. So we have a, a cousin named Jennifer and she got married. Like, not uncommon with uh, married women. She took the name of her husband for her sure. last name. And I mentioned to my mom about how with with Jenny, we used to call her Jenny last name, but now we call her Jenny other name. And sure, it, it took some getting used to, but that's just the the polite thing to do because that's how she would like to be referred to and so on.
1: More so, so that's how she'd like to be identified.
0: Right, exactly. And so... My dad said, oh, but marriage is such a more common thing than being transgender. Obviously, a plurality of, of occurrences does not make something right. It's almost as if my dad was saying that he would feel embarrassed to use female pronouns around other people because of the way they would think about my dad acknowledging me being transgender.
1: Maybe. I didn't think about it that way. My first thought as a, you know, whip design person was, uh, he's thinking of you as an edge case. And maybe they'll fix it later if they get enough complaints.
0: Maybe. In that moment, it did seem like my dad was feeling reluctant about it. And and my dad did bring up another example that my dad has, uh a couple of brothers and a sister, and he was saying, oh, when I'm talking with my brother, Wyn, that if I'm just having a three-minute conversation to wish him a happy new year, and I mention about how the kids are doing, I can't really explain your situation in those three minutes. And my dad seemed to be taking the point of view that, well, if there's a single instance in which maybe I wouldn't use female pronouns, and that invalidates the whole thing because I don't happen to be out to my dad's brother yet. Although at this point, it would be, for one thing, totally fine if my dad just said, oh, so-and-so goes by Ashley's days, and and her flight arrived yesterday. That would be fine with me. But I guess my dad expects it to be a big rigmarole, being that it's a big rigmarole with them, so he sticks with male pronouns when talking with my his brother.
1: Well, you know we all have uncomfortable conversations that we don't want to have, but we have them eventually. So that's a ridiculous excuse. Uh, Yes. How did you respond to that?
0: I think I said to my dad something like, well, in that case, maybe I should come out to win and that would kind of uh, take care of that. Mm -hmm. Because what I didn't want to say was, oh, well, since I haven't come out to him, well, maybe that's sort of an exception that, you can. I can almost understand your point of view, but I didn't want to give them any leeway on why, that. Why? Why
1: is that? Is that just because you haven't been, you haven't seen Wynn in person?
0: Right. He lives in London, but I. I think I. Maybe I could get his email address or something, and yeah, and just kind of take care of that. At this point in the conversation, was kind of my parents were kind of starting to wipe down the countertops, and obviously they had kind of given up on the conversation, as it were. So. So what I said to my mom was, Well, I'm I'm really glad we could talk about pronouns a bit, and sometime later I'll I'll bring this up and we can talk about it again sometime. And and my mom said, Yeah, obviously.
1: Oh jeez.
0: Like as if, oh you're yeah, of course you'll bring it up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I this is no good. Mm-mm. I I really felt in my heart that once I told my parents that it really hurts me when people use male pronouns for me, and that, it's, and just explicitly saying it is not okay to use male pronouns for me. That I thought they would at least say something like, "Well, we can try," or "We can try when you're around," which would not be great, but it would at least be something. But they just
1: blew me off. I don't know how much of it is because uh, in your story you said it very calmly and deliberately. Uh, I just I sort of wonder if it would be different if you said, listen, it really hurts me when you use male pronouns uh, or even yeah. raised your voice a little bit more than that. But I'm not here to tell you how to behave. And uh, theoretically, you know how to talk to your parents better than anybody else.
0: No, I mean, I, I get what you're saying and I, I appreciate that. I Because maybe
1: your dad thinks that you're just reading from a script that you memorized, that you'd been coached by your therapist or something. Oh, God.
0: I mean, that's on one hand absurd, but at the same time, I can't rule that out that my dad could jump to that nonsense. I mean, I think that in recounting the story, I was probably more calm than during the moments of saying
1: how much it hurt me. Does your dad ever remark upon your feminine appearance? Does he ever say, oh, that's a nice eyeshadow or cute, cute shoes or No, he like never
0: it? says that. No, he doesn't talk about my appearance at all.
1: I guess there's no real historical precedent for a dude to talk to, uh, to another dude about how he likes that shirt or whatever, uh, especially with her father and son. Just going off my own history, uh, my dad and I have never talked about each other's clothes. I suppose, but, yeah. Um, it's easier for me to imagine my father saying to one of my sisters, Oh, that's a cute hairdo or something.
0: Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Although not with my dad, there was one morning on a present opening day where we had dressed up a bit and I had a, a skirt and a kind of a purple button down with sort of cap sleeves. And my mom says, Oh, you look smart. smart. Which in British English, that means you
1: you look sharp. So I was like, oh, thanks. But it was just... You said that was in the morning on present opening day? Right, yeah. Should have been in pajamas.
0: My my family is far too hoity-toity for pajamas. <laughs> in part because my parents and my brother go to church services on Christmas morning. Oh! And indeed, much like last year, if you recall, my last year my dad said... Oh, since, ah, uh, you you're an atheist, you don't have to come along for for church, home. And he mentioned that, maybe, two or three times. Yeah, I do. Each that. offhandedly, but the That's kind of thing worried. where, obviously, he wanted to make sure I knew that. And so last year, indeed, I just I slept in a bit, which was kind of nice. But, so this year, it was just my parents and brother who went to church, and and honestly, if my parents had really wanted me to come, I mean. It's not that big a deal for me to do that once a year, but I think that they're just kind of embarrassed to be seen around me.
1: Could be true, but it also might be a little bit dangerous for you to assume that that's their point of view, as uncomfortable as it would be to ask them outright if that's their position. Right. Plus, people go to church a lot to look at each other's fashions, so at least you'd have something to do.
0: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true, yeah.
1: Yeah. You'd be like, oh, fleur de Interesting.
0: <laughs> I mean, at, at one point, my mom said to me, you know, if you if you put as much effort into all the changes into your life as you did into your job search, well, maybe you could have something. Which is just totally insulting. Uh,
1: just dagger-turning lemon juice. Yes! Uh, do you think she was just trying to change the subject to something that she knew more about?
0: We were watching TV or something like that, and there may have been some kind of... It wasn't just like she. no one was saying anything and then she spoke up and said this, but there wasn't much
1: of a big segue either. Yeah. Uh, Are you having trouble paying your bills?
0: No, I've been doing all right. I mean, I've been had contract work off and on, and takes care of the mortgage and cable TV bill and that kind of thing. And, uh, of course, I, I'm still looking for a full-time job in part because while I'm able to p- pay my bills and maybe occasionally go out to eat every now and again for whatever, but I don't have a, a whole lot of discretionary income. And plus, it would just be nice to have benefits and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So the the idea that I'm not trying as hard as I can to find a job
1: that's kind of ridiculous. Um, it is ridiculous. Also, she probably doesn't understand that in the digital age, it doesn't take eight hours of searching every day to look for a job because you get email alerts. That may be part of it, or it may just be that,
0: like, back in her day, when so-and-so was laid off, it took X amount of months. Oh, and so yeah. now the economy's kind of, I mean, it's, it's not as bad as it used to be, and it's getting a little better, but it's not great. No, it's not great. And so... I've been trying what I can to find a full-time gig, and I've had, have had some contract work, but still, there's just not the full-time jobs to be had, as far as I can yeah. gather. And so, it was just really hurtful that she would say that. Because I guess the other implication being, not only was she implying, oh, you haven't tried hard enough to find a job, but also her implying that you've putting too much effort into your transition.
1: In other words, you're spending too much money on lipstick and you're throwing your life away. I I
0: guess. I mean, I have kept her in the loop on the name change and the all that kind of stuff, which, I mean, that does require paperwork and effort and so on. But at the same time, it's it's not impeding the job stuff. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. Did you get to show off your fancy new driver's license or, or passport at any point?
0: I did get my new passport, but that happened to arrive
1: only after I got back. Ah, curses. I know. And is that going to make it easier to change any other documents? Uh, Gender markers and whatnot?
0: It doesn't make things much easier for, say, my driver's license, which Texas has its own nonsense. It doesn't help things with my birth certificate, which Connecticut, which is where I was born, has its own nonsense. There's a chance that if there's maybe some services or what have you, like if I wanted to change my gender marker uh, for my car insurance, for example, then I could use the passport for that. Okay. Or other things where they have my gender on file, which fortunately is not too many companies.
1: Did you know that the city of San Francisco, uh, if you're a, government worker for the city of san francisco they have uh gender reassignment surgery totally covered i did hear that yeah Yeah. that's cool
0: that is pretty cool
1: and also you'd like it better there
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay what i could only end up concluding at the as this trip went on is that i guess in the past although i've had disagreements with my parents and although I very much disliked that they were messing up pronouns and so on, that overall I still saw them as, as good people, that I, I liked them overall. Yeah. But I think the tipping point for me was when I told them that it really hurts when they use male pronouns for me, and they still just didn't care. And at this point, I i don't know that as a whole that I like my parents. Hm. That I... I, I dislike my parents, which is makes me really sad. You'd think with, with, with decent people that, even if not pronouns, but just you're doing X and that hurts me, please don't do X. They would say, oh, sorry, I won't do that anymore. Right. Or, at this point, I'm kind of wondering if maybe I need to send them another letter about
1: pronouns and such. It might help if it's substantively different than the previous one.
0: I think the last one I kind of concentrated on, here's how I came out to myself, here's all of my friends and f uh coworkers call me Ashley. A lot of those folks on my name Ashley. As well as also kind of going to here's what being transgender how how my process of coming out was. Mm-hmm. But as far as the pronouns, I think I mentioned... I did mention the pronouns in that letter, but I think there was maybe one sentence about that, along the lines of, uh, I would like you to use female pronouns such such as she and her for me. But I I think that I may need to go over... I'm just kind of grasping at straws here. For instance, what gender dysphoria means and what, what that feels like. Although, it's... It's really hard to explain how something feels to someone who has never felt it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had a sort of a breakthrough earlier this year regarding uh, sexism. And I don't know if I talked about this before, but um, it suddenly occurred to me, like, as as many problems as I have with computers arguing with me, not, uh-huh. not the hardware so much as the software being badly designed, they haven't thought things through. Right. That's probably the closest I would get to having somebody... Looking down on me because of my gender—it's just like it's because it happens all the time. Um, it happens when nobody's looking. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to stop it.
0: I can—I can sort of see some parallels, yeah.
1: It might get a tiny bit better every ten years.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if I write my parents this letter about pronouns, I do also wonder, as far as the gender dysphoria thing, do I bring up? The suicide thoughts that I've had off and on. I would think that would be one
1: way. I think it totally went over your mom's head earlier. I think she didn't know what you were saying. Yeah. I think you have to be really blunt with them.
0: Right. I just have to figure out a way to how best to phrase that and so on that I'm not trying to scare them or whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, just in terms of structure, you might start, uh, lead lead with your offer. in, In other words, and say, listen, if I wasn't able to accept myself as transgender and transition, then I probably would have killed myself because of how much I hated my status. Yeah. Which involves gender dysphoria. Here's what gender dysphoria is. Blah, blah, blah. And then move on to some third thing because you have to do things in threes. (laughs) Maybe. Or have Adrian talk to them for you, Uh, which I mentioned only because I had terrible acne growing up and Mm -hmm. it was, nothing was helping. I used every over the counter thing that you could buy. And my mom was like, use soap and water. And I used soap and water. Nothing was helping. Acne, acne, acne. And it finally took a close friend of my mother's to say, hey, you know, your son has like really bad acne. Uh, And then I finally got to go to see a dermatologist and they sort of fixed it. Hmm.
0: Adrian, he could say something to them. It's possible. I guess that's sort of, it would be really great if if he were to. But I don't know if if that's something
1: he's ready for, I guess. Yeah, as far as you know, he's already been doing it. That's true. He could be. Could be, yeah. And again, your parents seem sort of imposing, and maybe uh, he also feels like not bringing it up. <laughs> uh, Could be, yeah. Because of how uncomfortable they seem to make conversations.
0: That's true, yeah. Because it would almost inevitably be a not-fun conversation. and Maybe that's just not something he wants to get into. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. So, and... Aside from the letter, the other thing I'm starting to wonder is, for instance... Uh, My parents usually come visit me over a a weekend in the summer and if say around June or so my I'm talking to them and my dad says, hey, we'd like to come for a weekend in July. I mean, do I say something like, well, would you be open to using female pronouns for me? And if they start making excuses or hemming and hawing, do I just say, well, I would love for you to come visit, but... If you aren't open to trying to use female pronouns for me, then I would prefer that you not come.
1: There's nothing wrong with that, but I highly doubt it's gonna—you're gonna remain in this status quo until June. Cause don't you talk to them on the phone like every two weeks?
0: Every yeah, every week or two. But the thing is that over the phone, they would, might refer to me as Stokes or what have you. Mm-hmm. But there's very rare occurrence for them to need to use pronouns to refer to me when they're
1: talking to me over the phone. No, but it's gonna be on your mind and so you're probably gonna bring it up.
0: Oh, as far as whether they can visit me and so on?
1: No, the language issue. And the perception issue. Yeah. I don't I don't think you're gonna be able to keep it out of the conversation as long as you Yeah. Uh, nor would it seem healthy.
0: I'll I figure I'll write them the letter and, invariably, they'll call me to talk about the letter. And then yeah. we can just go through it. Because I have to find a way of getting through to them that, I mean, this, this really hurts. It's bizarre. And what makes it all the worse is that, literally, they're the only persons in my life who do this. I mean, friends, get my name, pronoun, right, coworkers, neighbors, just... Everyone else is pretty much on point. Have you been just... talking
1: about this with people on Twitter and have those conversations swayed your direction uh, at all? Or have you gotten any constructive advice about particular things to do? Are there things people suggested you do that you would never consider doing?
0: Well, I think that one of the things someone suggested was having essentially... Uh, Clearly defined boundaries and consequences, which on the face of it, that sounds pretty good. And I guess the boundaries could be using my pronouns. The tough part is the consequences. I mean, one of them would be something like not visiting or not inviting them to come visit or me not visiting
1: them. One of them would be not talking on the phone until they use your new first name.
0: Right? Yeah. Admittedly, as much as it will be the best day of my life when my parents use my name, calling me Snooks does not out me. So, in some sense, it's maybe not as urgent as a pronouns. Although, now that I speak these words, it's still, it is still an issue, though, because sure, they call me Snooks or Snooks Pucks when I'm around, But it's such a kind of affectionate nickname kind of thing that when they're talking with, I don't know, neighbors or even other aunts and uncles, I doubt they're calling me Snooks books And that would mean that they're calling me by my birth name.
1: Right. And uh, I really, the more we talk, I think that the pronouns in your first name go together in their mind. and One's going to change roughly at the same time the other one does. Hopefully I'm not wrong.
0: If they're just calling me snooks folks, when they talk with me over the phone, it's, and they have little reason to use pronouns to refer to me when it's just me and my dad on the phone or me and my mom. Well, it's also... Like, how do I know if they're doing it right without... Do I just ask them every now and then?
1: I don't know. Your parents use pronouns and first names in conversations so much more than anybody I've ever encountered, so... If you demand that they call you, actually, when you're on the phone, either they will find a way not to use your name at all and, and, and say, you know, Snooks Books is not an option. Right. Or they'll start to change. And when, and when as is apparent, uh, they are both on the phone with you at the same time, uh, someone will ask you how your day was, and the other one will say, oh, her day was fine.
0: These days, for whatever reason, it's usually one or the other. Hmm. So I don't often have much occasion for them to hear them use pronouns for me. Right. But for instance, another suggestion that someone brought up was, say, if they're not using my right pronouns, then to say, okay, I won't talk with you on the phone for the next week or whatever. Hmm. And I'm just not sure how I, if that's worthwhile giving that a shot, or for instance... Well, if you're starting not to
1: like them, uh, it seems like anything would be worthwhile. Because if it stays this way, it's you're just going to like them less, right, over time?
0: That's, that is true. I mean, if if it does persist, I, I suppose I would like them less over time. But mm. the, at the same time, it's, it's something where I'm still holding out hope that it can get better. I mean, I don't it, know if it, it can. It can, but
1: it's going to be a result of something you do. I'm almost sure of that.
0: And I'm just trying to figure out what is that thing that I need to do to to impress upon them that this is a big deal. This is not something that you just
1: blow off. Yeah. Maybe the next time you're on the phone and they either call you by your birth name or Snook's books, just hang up immediately and see if they figure out why. That would probably piss them off. Yeah.
0: The thing with my parents is that if them being angry may not change their point of view. They may just Mm -hmm. be angry and then... What? Well, and then, after a while, they would simmer down and not be angry, and they would still hang hang on to their bigoted
1: views. And then you'd hang up immediately again.
0: This is something that is, I don't want to say a breakthrough, but it's something I really hadn't thought about until just now, that Hmm. them calling me Snooks books is one of those things that's ostensibly okay, and if they were to do that everywhere, maybe that, too, would be kind of okay-ish. But, of course being that it's a childhood nickname and kind of a little bit silly it's something that they probably aren't using with relatives or neighbors or whatever and so they're therefore my birth name is in use just in general just not when I'm in earshot which is which is bogus i'm going to write the letter i think and then copy edit the shit out of it okay get that sent along and I guess I just need to figure out the best way to try to explain, here's what gender dysphoria is, for someone who has no idea what gender dysphoria is.
1: Yeah. Like... Well, I think you had to describe it to me in one of our earlier episodes, so maybe if you go watch one of those, you might pick up some pointers. That's true, that's true, yeah. Fast forward until I get real big-eyed. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Raise my eye, Although, eyebrows.
0: I mean, I may have also used the analogy about the Uncanny Valley, which... For people who are familiar with that term, that has a lot of parallels to gender dysphoria. Namely that when you see a character that's within the Uncanny Valley, it's all like, and that's how I see my bodies, as if my body is in the Uncanny Valley. Although that is getting slowly better due to
1: HRT and so on. That's good. Hey, do you want to teach me something ladylike?
0: Yeah, I can do that, sure. Okay, I I got two jobbies. Jobbies! Let's see. Okay, first item I got is some um, mascara, oh, which is you this know what? guy. It's from uh, you, Smashbox. You, you've
1: moved on from Beauty Tubes.
0: Well, okay, and that's the thing. Okay, well let me t- say the name of it. So this is uh, from Smashbox, which is the same people that make uh, Photo Finish Primer, and this one is called Full Exposure Mascara. So uh, there was the L'Oreal Beauty Tubes mascara, which actually it looks good as a mascara, and it's also really convenient that it is basically waterproof which is super handy the downside for me personally is that you would tend to flake off in very microscopic amounts not enough to for it to fall into your face or what have you but enough to fall into my eyes and then kind of aggregate my contact lenses oh. so of course that's not to say you shouldn't try that if you wear contacts but if if you maybe have Particularly sensitive eyes, and for all I do, maybe I do, but it 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 has some issues with with that for me. So I was asking around on Twitter about recommendations for mascara, and let's see who recommended this one. Oh, it was actually my hairstylist, Jamie. I think she recommended this one. But uh, this one is a single-step mascara, so unlike the beauty tubes where you have like the, the step one and the step two on the other end, this one's just a single jobby. And I suppose it's probably true of all mascaras that they tiny, incy-weezy bits may flake into your eye or whatever. But with this one, it's something that it did not aggravate my eyes, at least. So, Great. So if you have contacts and if you've had issues with uh, your mascara kind of irritating your eyes,
1: you can give this one a shot. Yeah. yeah. That's assuming that you don't want to take the leap into having adorable girly glasses. What? what, what? (laughs) I just think you'd look so fun in glasses. But you don't, so oh well.
0: No, wait. I mean, you can still wear mascara if you're wearing glasses.
1: It wouldn't flake off into your contacts because you wouldn't be wearing contacts. Oh! (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's been a long day.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this one is a spray called, it's from Urban Decay and it's called All Nighter. Which sounds dumb, but then the subtitle is Long-Lasting Makeup Setting Spray. Okay. So the deal with this is that after you've applied your makeup, but before you apply any mascara, you can spray this on your face, and it will help set your makeup to prevent it from smudging or running or that kind of thing.
1: What what sort of makeup usually uh, dissolves or decays? Over the course of a night,
0: I think. I mean, what one example is say, um, eyeshadow. I think, at least for me, that it tends to, even using eyeshadow primer, which helps a great deal. It's it still doesn't have the vibrancy and so on of uh, as as oh. it did at the beginning of the day, and then maybe just that my eyelids are slightly oily or something. I don't know. With this, it really does help quite a bit, and in fact, the other thing. Just as another example off the top of my head, that if you've ever had, say, a coat with a high collar or just something else with a high collar, and if you've ended up with any, like, foundation that kind of rubs off, this can also help with that kind of thing. It prevents it. Right.
1: Okay. Right, right. So you spray it on your neck as well?
0: Well, just anywhere you've, you've applied makeup. In fact, what they recommend is that you apply it in sort of an X pattern, like, and then, like, or a circle or something. And I think it's just so that you're not just, like, point blank, and then it just, like, fills your face with goo. Oh, okay. But it, at any rate, I mean, this really helps, and I find that if I use both this and eyeshadow primer, and, of course, regular primer, that at the end of the day, say, if I've gone to work, and then after work I went to a party or get-together, at the end of the day my makeup is looking maybe not, as good as it did at the beginning of the day, but pretty close to that. Okay. So it actually really so helps. But you don't having,
1: have to reapply in between work and whatever else right, you're doing.
0: Right. I mean, sometimes maybe you're just going straight from work to an after-work thing. You don't have time to reapply. But certainly if you're just, like, in the office all day or even if you're, you know, I don't know, doing some walking outside or whatever, but it, with, with the possible exception of, like, exercising and so on, this does a pretty good job. Okay. Yeah. And for what it's worth, uh, I checked, and this goes for, I and mean, this is a four ounce size, and you can get this at Sephora or Ulta, and it runs for, I think, uh, $30 for this one. But this lasts, like, a long time, because it's just, like, a
1: spray thing. Yeah, and yeah. you're not using it every day.
0: Right. And then also, the the Smashbox Full Exposure Mascara, this one runs for $20.
1: Thank you for uh teaching me about those things. Yeah, you betcha, Jay. Keep us informed with what's going on. Everybody follow Ashley on the Twitter at Fourth and 1st F-O-U-R-T-H-E-First.
0: Yes. And you can follow Jay at J Frosting.
1: Yeah, I guess. I just make stupid jokes. Uh <laughs> sometimes there's an important sincere sentiment, but yeah. Yeah,
0: like your us weekly analysis, that was quite charming.
1: Oh, I, I just finished recording the next one. Oh awesome! Thank you for the compliment. Yeah! I totally like you, Ashley.
0: I like you too, Jay.
1: I hope you have a good night.
0: Yeah, I hope you do too. Bye. Bye! Bye.